Hey everyone, today is Tuesday the 18th of July 2023. This is The Gap episode 670. I'm Luke Laurie. Job Gure is here, half here. You've been sick. I've been sick again. Uh, yeah. I'm you need to get some booster shots or something. What is going on? I'm fucking sick of being sick, I'll tell you that. Now, what happened, right, is, I don't know if I mentioned last week, but my wife oh. got like a finger infection, right? And uh, you were licking her finger. Is was, that what happens? Yeah. And Actually, turns out you're not supposed to. No, uh, <laughs> but no, you had to go to the medical center to like get a doctor to look at, at this finger. Lick her, her finger. Yeah, yeah. At her, lick her finger. Yeah. No, um, and, and at this point, in, in the middle of winter, going into a medical center. Hmm. Fucking, you're taking your life in your hands, basically. Did you wear a mask? Yeah, I did. But, uh, Double mask. No, n- not a lot of other people were wearing masks <laughs> and they were just sort of sitting there coughing and you're like, oh, yeah, good. Right. So we didn't learn any lessons from fucking the last three years, I guess. So uh, cool. And then... So you just went around licking people's fingers from that point. I just found, like, I just well found it. Here. I'm like, if I can rip the mask off, and I'm like, fucking, here we go. Give me them fingies. Um, <laughs> Everyone line up. Yeah, yeah. Fucking. You've got a weird fetish. I don't know what it's it is. It's a fucking finger lick. It's called finger licking good for uh, We've got necklaces that say finger licking good, Luke. Right. Matching necklaces. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, sick again. Not thrilled. Uh, honestly, yeah. Uh, but not as bad as last time. Last time it was fucking full-blown sinus infection. This time just a bit of a cough, I guess. And, right. And, you know, croaky voice. Uh, but yeah. Mm. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Enough. So I am here and I'm ready to go. Mm. And yes. I didn't go out and watch anything or do anything interesting. Because I was sick. Right. Okay. Um, did I? I I watched I watched the first episode of The Witcher three. Sorry, The Witcher season three last night. Oh yeah. Um, it was good. Good episode. Oh. Okay. Uh, I went on to see what the general consensus is yep. for this season because we, uh, you know, a little bit behind. Mm. Uh, it's getting absolutely smashed on like review sites because getting it's getting review bombed. Ah. Uh, yep. Everybody is very upset with Henry Cavill um, leaving. Right. So this. So was... they're just like, yeah, it's the backlash basically. So you watched the first episode with the new one. It's one of the Hemsworths, right? No, no. This is the one with Henry Cavill in it. Oh, is this the last season with Henry Cavill? This is the last season with with Henry Cavill. Right. And they're, they're, he has stepped aside because yep. of his indifferences with the creative people. Mm. Um. And has not renewed a contract. Yep. And in doing that, like, yeah, just people are just upset. They're just fucking review bombing it, basically. Yeah, like, right. what happens with games? They're doing it with, with the, the TV show. Right. Which is quite Damn. interesting. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so I watched that. Um. <clears throat> enjoyed that. What else? I started. Uh, I watched the no clip documentary today on um vampire survivors yep it's like a 30 minute documentary it's like one of the first proper interviews that the uh the team has done since they created and the, um the vampire the genre creator. created the genre here we go <laughs> he's yeah. he's starting shit listeners 
Yeah, no, he he does he does mention. Uh, have you watched it? No, I started watching it and he oh, introduced yeah. the puppet and I'm like, all right, I'm out. Yeah, he he does he does mention it like he was playing um, Magic Survivors when he was coming up with the ideas for you know tr- trying to figure out what game to make. Right. Um. So he does he does give it credit. Um, there you go. Yeah, but it's it's super interesting because uh, the guy comes from like a background of working in video games but like gambling games on you know slot machines i guess or or like video game slot machines uh and then like it just clicks like all of a sudden oh yeah there's a lot of like visual and audio gambling Mm. stuff that happens in that game um like when you get the chests and the the fucking colors go off and like rainbows are spewing every so the, the guys clearly learned a lot about how to trigger those um emotions that people get yeah. from playing those games and insert it into into vampire survivors not that like vampire survivors has any form of gambling no. in it no it's just taken that aesthetic and applied it to that game which triggers it's not exploitative yeah uh, at all which i think is why i came around to it eventually uh, because it does sort of just do what Magic Survival did better, right? I think I talked about that on the best of the best of the best last year. Um, right. Yeah, that's that's it, right? Like it is kind of like it, it's interesting that he credits it, but like at the end of the day, that makes so much sense, right? Like it is sort of just Magic Survival presented better uh, and presented in a much more compelling way and compelling in mm. the the vampiric way you know where they can compel compel their victims to do things um yeah that's really interesting the um the other interesting thing is you said you weren't gonna watch it right yeah yeah um he he sort of wants to stay out of the the limelight and so they interview him as a puppet Mm. um because he doesn't want to show his face that's why i stopped watching not because I, not because he wouldn't show his face, but because I'm like I can't sit here and watch a fucking. Yeah, I thought it was fucking great, but like it also like the problem like he's got that accent and he's got a, the world's shittiest fucking microphone. You and need subtitles. Yeah, so yeah. I was watching it while doing the kitchen, and mm. I'm like listening, and I sort of thought, well, I could look and watch his mouth move, and that would help me. But it's a yeah. fucking puppet, and that's not helping at all. And so, I uh, can't watch this. So yeah, because I couldn't read the su- subtitles from fucking from the kitchen. Sadly. Yeah, that's the thing, right? Is that um, you, you are, uh, you have somebody that's not on screen and who who has an accent. That's you know not their fault. That's no. our fault. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, it does make it hard to sometimes understand like there's no when you're reading the text there's no problem understanding but when you're that that distinction isn't there it can become a little bit difficult i mean there are all Um, kinds of methods people use to understand mm. like people when they talk it's not just like yeah text text is obviously the easiest but like yeah like it just helps you understand it quicker and remember when hamilton came out and people were like watch hamilton with subtitles on oh yeah I heard a lot of people saying that, being like, you need to watch that with subtitles so that you get the full, like, I guess, understanding of what they're saying. Okay. I don't Um, super remember that. But 
It's yeah. a theater experience. Wouldn't that be counter to the theater experience? Unless you're like sitting there with fucking in the theater with fucking rap genius up on your fucking Harold and rap genius up on your fucking phone or some shit. I, like, I mean the Disney version. Yeah, obviously. The, but like yeah. it, the Disney version is just the theater experience, right? Like, it is. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. But it's also shot a little bit differently. I don't know. I don't know, maybe the audio is not capped as good. Anyway, my point is um, I, wa- I turned on subtitles almost immediately. Yeah. Um, uh, and so, yeah, he, he's filmed as a puppet. Um, some of the other uh, dev members are interviewed in person. Um, yeah, and he just sort of talks about like the creation of some of his ideas and, um, and how like he wasn't trying to make a successful game. He kind of just wanted to fuel his creative ideas because he was working in this um uh this studio making uh he wasn't even making games at this point he was like managing a team so he'd gone out of you know programming and and got to like a leadership role and was just doing this as like a side thing at night to fuel his and like put it up on itch.io it got nowhere like nobody played it and then he just put it up on steam and then like two weeks later a youtuber found it and that's when it took off um and so, yeah, it's an interesting story like him just talking about uh, how they then went on to uh, keep developing it. And basically, like, he he creates that game in a different programming language, gives the, all the source code to his team, and then they port it over to the engine. <laughs> it's right. like he doesn't know because they created an entirely new engine to play the game on because it was originally, like, crafted in, like, a HTML5 yeah. code or something like that. And so... Yeah, and he's so he's still creatively involved. Wasn't it originally like built for RPG Maker or some shit? Yeah, something like that yeah. as well. Like it's gone through a bunch of transitions yeah. to the point where he codes it and designs it all himself, gives it to his team, and they like port it over to the engine um, by That's looking through nice. the source code and all that sort of thing. So yeah, Good it's God. super interesting. Watch um, if people are interested in in um, vampire survivors or just a very quick like 30 minute look at indie games go check out the no clip documentary um hmm. from uh, danny o'dwyer you um, posted it in our discord so i did if you're yeah, on our it's discord, on discord channel you can see it there. i also quickly started watching um the double fine adventure documentary so i talked about the double fine psych odyssey last week yep. i got through all 30 whatever episodes of that is so Jesus i'm now going back Christ. to the original documentary for uh broken age so i started watching that one as well um and i'm like 10 episodes in so there's definitely a distinct difference between the two Mm. they've obviously learned quite a lot between filming and it seems like um they got a lot more access in the second documentary and the Uh, the team was around a bit more yeah um but it's still like a good look at um uh, game design and how that team works in in creating a, a, a game and you know, I don't know if people recall, but like um, the cave, not the cave, was it the cave or was it Broken Age? One of those games was like the first big Kickstarter game that really like just took off. Um, Broken Age did like three point something million when they were going for like $300,000. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah that's yeah, sort of what yeah. really was like, holy shit, you can you can fund games on Kickstarter. Yeah. And that's what, what started everything. Um, so if you're interested in like learning a bit of history about how kickstarter or how the indie game development scene sort of got a a big big boost or even um uh like board games started to kick off around about then as well true 
the board game scene really like independent board game scene just ramped up mm. thanks to kickstarter um yeah it's a good sort of insight into what they were doing back then and and how things are sort of progressed in uh the last couple of years so um that one's yeah that one's called uh double fine adventure um and it's on their youtube page as well so you can check nice. that out anyway um cool. let's talk about some games question mark games question mark uh, yeah, we're going to kick off with uh, the Gap Fantasy Critic League, uh, which kicked off uh, last week, and uh, we drafted our uh, we drafted our games. Um, I am playing. You are not playing. Uh, I th- thought it would be interesting to ask if there was any reason why you didn't want to play. Uh, is it like a do? You, are you worried about a conflict of interest or yeah yeah, yeah that's pretty much it yeah okay. i had heard um i wasn't sure if it was this year or last year like there are a bunch of other media people playing mm. um what's it called fantasy fantasy critics sorry yeah. I, don't, I don't want to butcher the name fantasy critic league um yeah it kind of just rubbed me the wrong way like right. people that are working in the industry and, and like actively writing reviews mm also having a fantasy league up for it yeah that yeah that just seemed a bit weird i like i if you probably would have asked me like last year i would have probably done it because i wasn't actively writing reviews but now sure. i'm i'm back doing reviews as of late so right i want to yeah i just doesn't uh, to me it'd be like a fucking uh i don't know yeah nba or like a referee doing fantasy league or something like that like working in an industry where they do have i i don't technically have any involvement that can substantially change the outcome Mm. but i've still potentially got a stake in it like my stuff goes up on these sites sure uh yeah fair enough um i mean so do i uh i'm involved i mean i haven't been reviewing games because i've been working on something else but um like yeah i also have the same uh stake technically uh and i had the same thought to be honest uh before jumping in uh yeah i'm like uh there's this there's something about this that feels a little off to me uh i can't quite put my finger on it because i don't think like there is no way uh for an individual to have a measurable impact on the scores like the overall score right i think Um, it depends on the game though as well uh how do you mean well i think i think it depends on the um the type of release and and what type of game it is for instance like a uh starfield's not gonna i'm not gonna make any dents but if i was to Sorry, I'm just grabbing my list of games. Um, if I was to look at... I have no idea. Something on this list that nobody's going to fucking play. Um, Party Animals. Yep. If I was to do... No. Uh, if I was to do like an Australian sports game, yep. right? How many outlets are writing reviews for that that are going to show up on Open Critic? There's maybe two. Maybe. Maybe three if you're lucky. And that's where the problem starts to come in as well. Like, obviously, the smaller the the, the breadth of um, 
outlets that are going to be covering some of those. Like, I, I also don't know how this game works, but so stuff are you, like that have, on have that you list? seen? It's interesting that you picked that in particular. But have you seen the list of games and and stuff? Should I that you can pick that that no that we have picked? No, no. So maybe I'll walk. I'll I'll send you the. You list. Might have to explain how it works. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the lists uh, in the Discord, uh, in our Discord chat. But um, so the way it works is you, because we're playing a truncated year, uh, so we're just playing the last, basically the last six months of the year, uh, which is fine because a lot of the biggest releases come out in the last six months anyway. Uh, but the way we've got it, you draft three games and then you bid on two games and then you counter pick one game and counter picking is basically picking something that another player has picked and guessing that it's going to be garbage right so the draft involves there's nine players uh so 27 games were picked uh and then we had the bidding process where you then bid on two games from what was left obviously you could only bid on games uh, that hadn't yet come out. And uh, yeah, we're basically looking at uh, everyone's got five games each. One of the things that I did, uh, I'm the commissioner of this league as well. Uh, one of the things that I did was I made a requirement for everyone to pick a yearly installment game, which is generally a sports game. Uh, because... Uh, I thought it would be interesting in the sense that there were nine players and there were nine yearly installment games. And so someone was going to have to pick, uh, well, people were going to have to pick a game that was bad, basically, or probably going to be reviewed poorly. Um, so it just, it felt like an interesting way to mix things up. Uh, and it, it seemed serendipitous uh, that it lined up exactly with the number of players because that meant, you know, it was one to one. Uh, so you draft, like the, the way that impacted the draft was you sort of had to think about maybe drafting one of these yearly installments uh, because you didn't want to be left with the last, with, with you know, the worst, the worst potential uh, which would be, I think, probably Rugby 24 um, is probably going to be the worst of them. And that was essentially what everyone else thought as well. So uh, that is, like you said, an Aussie sports game um, or a, an Aussie-centric sports game. The other one in the mix is Cricket 24, which I actually picked myself. I drafted cricket 24 now it's interesting that you bring up that scenario because i mean first of all like i would probably never review a cricket game because i don't have great love for cricket uh but if we'd gone earlier in the year uh afl uh from the same company could have been up for bid it could have been one of the ones that you would bid on and it got absolutely slammed. They didn't even release the Xbox version of the game, but I got, you know, bad blood uh, with uh, the Big Ant 
uh, team. You know, they've been grossly unprofessional towards me. Well, not all of them, my bad. I apologize. Just the CEO has been grossly unprofessional towards me uh, and to many other members of the press, the Aussie press, uh, before. So I would probably recuse myself from uh, reviewing that in a professional sense. Although if I had gotten a copy, I would have definitely talked about it on the podcast. I'm just not paying them. I'm not giving them fucking money at all ever again um so because you always you never got review code for the big ant games you always had to buy it yourself and then i would buy it and then i would honestly appraise it and then the ceo would talk shit and then block me on twitter um and rename things on their forums and all kinds of other things it was it's just ridiculous uh so yeah they're never getting another dime from me uh or cent uh, they get really upset if you use uh, anything other than specific terms for Australian dollars. Uh, as I found out when I described the prices, dollary dues uh, once, they uh, they got very upset and said I probably wasn't even Australian. But we're getting way off fucking course here. Uh, so it, I just found it interesting that you would talk about a sports game that had an Aussie-centric market because I picked Cricket 24 for exactly the reason that you were talking about. Now, the way this game works is it gives you a bunch of points based on uh, the reviews that you like that the game gets, right? So let's, let's look at my picks. I picked Cyberpunk 2077 Phantom Liberty. I picked Like a Dragon. You picked DLC. Is that DLC? It is DLC, yes. Uh, right, you okay. Can, you can't pick... Well, we for for this run, we were like, anything goes. You can pick DLC, remakes, all this shit. Like, basically, you can pick anything that is on the list because it is the last half of the year and, and we don't know what we're doing. We want to see how it goes and we'll work it out. If we do it next year, we'll have a more robust understanding. I picked Like a Dragon, Gaiden... The Man Who Erased His Name, which is a Yakuza spinoff. I, so those were two of my drafts, and I drafted Cricket 24. And then in the bids, I, I've bid on and picked up the Talos Principle 2 and Blasphemous 2. And for my counterpick, I counterpicked NHL 24, which brings us to uh, a rule that I would like to change for next year, and we will, but I won't change it this year. Uh, we counterpicked during the draft. Uh, Kleb, the cheeky dog, didn't draft. He was the last one to pick up a yearly installment game, and uh, he did not waste one of his draft picks on Rugby 24, uh, knowing that he could just pick it up for free uh, because nobody was going to pick up Rugby 24 or counterbid him, counterbid him on it. So uh, he managed to get an extra draft pick. He went last. He was drafting last. So it was sort of it was sort of like balancing out anyway. Um, but because he didn't draft Rugby 24 and because we were on draft counterpick, we couldn't, I couldn't counterpick Rugby 24. So I had to counterpick NHL 24, which based on the last couple of years, I think is probably going to go okay. Now, the reason I went for cricket, right, is because game, a game has to have four reviews to earn 
a open critic score. If it doesn't get four reviews, then it does not get a score on open critic. Right? In which case it is a zero. Now for a game like rugby 24, right? Which is coming out the same year as the rugby world cup and might actually earn enough SEO interest to get four reviews right? A zero is the best you can hope for because those games have been dog shit year in, year out. They are literally, they're just bad. Um, they're continuously getting uh, panned. So four, four reviews. You don't want four reviews of Rugby 24. I don't want four reviews of Cricket 24, right? And that's kind of the thinking uh, that we were going, uh, that I was going for because if a game drops below a seven, you get negative points. Uh, in your in your fantasy league, like real life, like just like in real life, uh, exactly like in real life. So uh, every point you get from seventy to eighty, you get I think one point. Everything from uh, eighty to ninety, you get two points. I think that's how it works. I, I don't have the fucking scoring details, but everything below seventy to sixty, you get negative one point, and then it sort of scales off from there as well. Uh, so yeah, you want to avoid negative points wherever you can go. And, uh, so that's how I arrived at cricket 24 because I don't want it to get four views basically. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at, a, a the page for AFL, the, the last AFL game and it's got a critic score, but it's only got three reviews. Uh, all right. It's got 63. It's missing the um, critics recommend score, which I guess is like the Rotten Tomato score. Like after it hits a certain... Oh, it's got the critic um, average, right? Yeah. So the crit- critics recommended is the... Um, if, if I don't know what the number is, but like if something is over a certain amount, then, then it bases yeah. it off that. So if you've got... Um, a bunch of reviews and they're all fours. It's all going to be, it's going to be a zero, zero, um, recommend. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, right. Well, that's not good. Cause I was basing everything based on four reviews. So I might be in trouble on that one, but, uh, anyway, so that's how it, that's how it basically functions. Um, with that in mind, the potential does exist for let's let's go back to the scenario where you needed four fucking reviews uh for like for a game to actually get uh an open critic rating right go back to that scenario and let's say rugby 24 got three reviews and they were bad but i could see it wasn't going to get the fourth and being a well-respected uh game critic with connections to all of the relevant places that might want a review if uh because Kleb has rugby 24 um I could ostensibly and you know and also having a, a rugby background knowing the sport very well um I could very easily pitch and get a review of rugby 24 placed somewhere right? And get that fourth one up, right? And then, and you know, because I'm fucking with Kleb, I could tank Rugby 24 and 
hurt his score in the end, right? Obviously, I would never do that, right? There's no scenario on this planet where I would do that. Uh, it's, it's, you know, it, it's almost... Well, it's laughable, right, to think that anyone would. The alternative is Kleb could review Rugby24 for the site that he writes for, Gamer.no, and give it a really high score to try to earn himself some points. But he would also never do that, right? That's the thing about, like, the idea that, like, there is actually potential for a conflict of interest to play out, but it would never, ever come to pass, it is a ludicrous scenario to imagine, in my opinion. That's why, I guess that's what I was trying to get at before, right? Like, I do agree, uh, and I did consider it before I decided to play, um, and I don't think I would ever play f with money involved because just because the, like, mental implication, like people could make the connection about anything I reviewed or Kleb reviewed or any of us who have the fucking ability to make an impact, right? So if money was being like exchanged, I would not be comfortable. I like purely because it's it's a it, that's about the money and about the impact that that would have on friendships, not about the impact that it could have on any get criticism because. We're all too professional to do that. You included, Luke. Like, I don't think you would have to worry about it. Though I do, like, but just to be clear, I understand your concerns. Right? I understand why you are concerned. I just don't think it's a reasonable concern at the end of the day, you know? like Yeah, I, no, I, I, I agree with that. But at the same time, I'm not worried about, like, like our group it's the if if something happened and a group of other people got a hold of that and decided to pile on like that's where it starts to become problematic sure but like uh there's 660 670 uh episodes of me saying fucking rancid shit from the pile on <laughs> Like that ship's already sailed, Luke. Uh <laughs> yeah, but like a lot of those people don't. They just don't. There's they don't care about context. They like the clickbait headline and that is No, it. for sure. No, that that is definitely fair. Uh but I um yeah. I operate uh not giving a fuck about those people because they're you know, trash people. So uh fuck them, but I totally understand if you are if you don't wanna participate i did want to i thought it'd be interesting to ask i i think it was interesting i think your answer yeah like i said uh is understandable but yeah but uh, how does this like because it looks like liam something happened with liam's He's yeah so two games so so what happened is uh, and i can i can chuck these up uh if you go to uh the gap and we've got a fantasy critic chat uh, channel now. If you want to look at these while uh, while we're talking about them, but um, I thought it, if you're comfortable, we could talk through the games that everyone picked. Do you feel comfortable doing that? Yeah, yeah. Um, so what you're looking at, Luke, is uh, is basically the like 
a snapshot of what everyone has uh, in order of, I believe it's in order of their draft, of when they drafted. Um, so uh, if we start from the top, we've got GG Easy, Team GG Easy. Uh, that was by Johnny Bravo. He's got Baldur's Gate 3, Party Animals, Sonic Superstars, which is fucking insane. Held out of his two, which I think is probably a good pick. Uh, NHL 24, and he's counterpicked Cyberpunk Phantom Liberty, which I think is a uh, sleeper. Is, uh, I'm not happy about it because it's my fucking game, but he might be onto something with that one. What do you think about his picks uh, there? Uh, yeah, Sonic's a bad choice. Mm. Um, and NHL he had is to- a bad choice. So- I know. Yeah. When I look at the bad choices, the people that I think picked well is I think Fee Fee picked Just Dance. Just Dance, yeah, that's mm. a good choice. Yep. <clears throat> and uh, uh, football manager's a good choice, yep. and F one manager's good. Like the manager games are good choices. Yeah. The rest of you guys, poor poor choices. <laughs> uh, I think you won't be surprised to find out that um, uh, I. I think Just Dance might have gone late, but the two manager games went quite early. Uh, they were very early picks uh, because basically, yeah, the the yearly installment thing was a poison pill of an idea. It was supposed to be you have to piss away a draft uh, shot on this or you're in trouble. Uh, I went for cricket immediately uh, because... F- who was it? Uh, somebody. Whoever got fucking football manager picked that shit real fucking fast. It might have been their first pick. Uh, Mork. It might have been their first draft pick was football manager, uh, which boned us. Because uh, that that's absolutely what I was going to go. And Mork picked just before I did. So, uh, yeah. He screwed me on that one. Um, moving on to Jack. Jack picked uh, Marvel Spider-Man 2, uh, Persona 5 Tactica, uh, EA Sports FC, counter-drafted counter Mortal Kombat 1, and they uh, and they bid on and acquired Sea of Stars and Lords of the Fallen. Any thoughts on uh, on their roster? Um, yeah, I think... Um there's two games on there I'm not entirely familiar with I think Spider-Man's a good pick yeah it's um, a lock, EA, I think Mortal, Mortal Kombat that's another good pick um, they've got a pretty good rep for their games uh, Persona 5 is probably a good pick as well yeah Persona 5 games usually they're re- really well um, <clears throat> usually like high 80s yeah Theater Stars I'm not familiar with um, it's a it's it a turn based like- RPG mm. set in the world of the messenger and I oh, don't really, hey, the messenger. Okay. Yeah, you know that. Um, it's like a side scroll yeah. and beat 'em up. Uh, yeah, that went like kind of wacky. Hmm. Uh, it's got like it's got a cult following, but yeah. uh, I'm I was yeah I don't know. We talked. About I'm pretty one. sure we talked about that game here. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and Lords of the Fallen is a re- that's a tr- tricky one. Visit, yeah. It's, it's it's almost like I because I'm working on that game as well. Oh yeah. Uh, and every time I get an email, I'm like, I am so confused right. as to what this game is. Yeah. I think it's gonna do really n- not that great sales wise because it's it's a 
it's like a reboot of a game that was already rebooted or something. Yeah. It's fucking bizarre. It's a tough sell, right? But mm. it might- We're Talking about reviews, yeah. Yeah, but reviews wise, it might actually drag people in. Um, so that was Jack with uh, his team's called From Blizz NX as the Wear version two. Uh, yeah. Next up, we've got Heath. This place Heath has a good sucks. pick. I, I had a look at this one. I think oh, yeah. Heath's got some good ones here. We'll walk through them Starfield, yeah. Forza Motorsport, uh, Payday 3, Counter Strike 2. His yearly installment is NBA 2K24, and he's counter picked against Assassin's Creed Mirage. So, what do you reckon? Yeah, I don't think any of these games here are bad picks. Yeah, I think this year 2K is going to do a, a lot of reviews purely because it's got Kirby on the cover. Right. Yeah. Um, and they're going to like do a big push for it. Mm. These other games here are all like solid locks, like really solid locks. Like I don't see. Yeah, <laughs> they're all really good picks. The challenge with Counter Strike Two is whether or not it gets reviews. Uh, oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, because it's a brand new game. Um, it, it's it's uh, yeah, that'll be get reviews for sure. Hmm. It's being treated as a brand new game. Okay, okay. Um, then yeah, he's he's got some juice there. Payday three, I think, uh, could go either way. Uh, because there's still a little bit of stank after Payday two. So uh, there is, but also, do the is that a critic thing as well? Well, that's it, right? So that's the like yeah, the fan the base is part. different. Yeah, the fan base and the critics aren't always seeing eye to eye. Uh, next up, we got Zio, Fiona, and the team Murky Crystal Ball. Uh, Alan Wake 2, Remnant 2. Oh, there were, we were all in a Discord channel and there was a lot of salty people when she picked Remnant 2. Uh, and she uh, drafted Just Dance as her yearly pick and counterpicked against EA Sports. FC and she picked up in the bids Lies of P and did not pick up another game because she was outbid. Uh, so she did not get another game. She's got a bid again. She's got until the end of the year to continue to bid and try to pick up a game. But obviously games come out and the pool uh, shrinks as that happens. So yeah. Uh, thoughts? Went for two um, action like from software games. Between Remnant 2 and Lies of P. Yeah. So, Maybe uh, she was just like, fuck it, I can't have Armored Core, I'm out. Oh, right. <laughs> I don't give a shit anymore. Get the trifecta in there. Uh, yeah. Um, um, I, I, they, yeah, they're, these are all sleepers, like, except for Just Dance. Just Dance is a good pick. Yeah. Um, and EA Sports FC, I that's think will be okay. That's the counter pick. So oh, okay. she's betting yeah. that it will be bad. Right. Yeah. I think that'll. I mean, FIFA games usually do okay. They're just changing the name, so yeah. I don't see that changing much. Yep. Um. Yeah. Alan Wake Two is. Uh. That's an October launch. Um. That could go either way. Like people obviously really want that game to do well. Yep. Um. And Control is really good, but I guess we'll have to wait and see. Um. I think the the combat will be the thing that ties people over whether or not it, it's an upgrade uh so yeah the other two games are just like i i don't know They're, yeah i mean remnant 2 looks awesome hard to tell yeah. liza p the demo i played i wasn't thrilled by yeah uh so i yeah i mean fucking 
I've I've not liked lots of games that the critics have fucking loved. So who knows? Uh, Gavin Bravo AWOL Games with Dr. E3 Money picked up Super Mario Bros. Wonder. There was a lot of fucking chatter when he picked that one up because... That's an easy pick. <laughs> that is an easy fucking win. Uh, Total War Pharaoh or uh, Total Waro um, drafted Madden NFL 24, counterpicked against NBA 2K24 because he's played the NBA games. And he uh, he bid on and won Hot Wheels Unleashed 2 and Metal mm. Gear Solid Master Collection Volume 1. Any thoughts? Yeah, th- Drew's picks are all really good, I think, except for NBA. I think that one's a bad pick. He might be in trouble pick. with the counter pick, yeah. Yeah. Um, the only one that's a bit like iffy here is the Metal Gear Solid collection. That yep. can go either way. That can either be like a massive money grab thing that is just poorly put together or it comes out and it's done it like it's put together well and people are just like fucking nines and tens yeah because it's metal gear yeah yeah because all the um, hard work's already been done right yeah Mario brothers looks awesome um total war usually does pretty well and hot wheels from what i played the last game was reviewed really well so i think this one will do good as well yeah yep yeah and madden usually does fine every year like seven states yeah, I think, yeah, low sevens last year. So yeah, if they have an on year, he might be okay. Okay, Dysmyopia Temperate. Uh, Liam uh, LJM picked, uh, is, is running that team. Uh, he got Pikmin 4, uh, yeah. Mortal Kombat 1, and yeah. Two good picks. Uh, F1 Manager 2023. He did not yep. manage to successfully bid on and pick up anything uh in the bid round this week so he is he has two empty slots on his team so uh already counterpicked against it madden nfl uh a lot of the counterpicks are against the yearly installments because they're generally the least risky the lowest yeah Yeah. probably the lowest uh but yeah pigment four mk1 like yeah, pretty, pretty good picks. I really, yeah. I don't know. I'm worried. I'm a bit. I think Super Mario Bros. Wonder is more of a lock than Pikmin Four. Than Pikmin, yeah. yeah. But it's Nintendo. Like you never bet. Yeah, you are still gonna, you're still gonna eat good. Yeah. Uh, do you think there's any concern about Mortal Kombat? No. No. I think what they've shown so far looks like more of what NetherRealm do really yeah. well. Yeah. And and like the last couple of NetherRealm games have, have generally reviewed pretty pretty great, True. I think. This is going off the top of my head. Yeah. I should probably shake this stuff. No, nah, you don't. Don't worry about it. All right. Bobby Kodak Slush Fund from Morkai. Uh he picked Cities Skylines 2, Super Mario RPG remake. Uh and he drafted Football Manager 2024 right before I could, snatched it out from underneath me. I was very upset. Um, and then he bid on, uh, and he counterpicked against Just Dance 2024, and he bid on and picked up Steam World Build and Dragon Quest Monsters: The Dark Prince. Uh, yeah, I think Super Mario RPG Remake is a really interesting one. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I there's a chance it doesn't get enough fucking reviews, you know? Like people, it depends on how much is going on at the time when it comes out, you know? Yeah. Um, it might be too busy for it to earn enough reviews. But yeah. It's going to get reviews, but Nintendo is also very picky with who they give reviews to. Yeah. Um, and so that's not the type of thing where that thing will come out and it'll be like, there's 140 reviews for it. It'll just be very select people. Yeah. Um, and did you say it doesn't have a date yet? I don't think it does. Right. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it also depends on how busy things are, but they'll find. Oh no, like, it does have a release get reviews. November 17, 2023. Okay. Yeah. So like Call of Duty time. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. There is no... I don't think anyone picked up Call of Duty. Um, the un unannounced, unreleased Call of Duty hasn't been announced yet. I guess that's probably why. Let's see, it's it's the um, Modern Warfare, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. Uh, all right, King Lizard Vision, drafted by yours truly. That's my team. Uh, I was second last to draft. I picked mm -hmm. up Cyberpunk 2077, Phantom Liberty, Like a Dragon, Gaiden, and Cricket 24. I counterpicked against NHL 24 only because I couldn't yet counterpick against Rugby 24. Next year, we will allow people to uh, counterpick against any game, not just draft games. I think that will be significantly better than the Talos Principle 2, Blasphemous 2, uh, uh, the ones I bid on, I, I think I've got a good fucking team going, but, uh, yeah, I'll be interested to see how, what do you think, Luke? Tell us. Yeah. Um, I think most of these are good picks. I've, I think that like the, the cyberpunk redemption is coming. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like it feels like it's, and we'll, we'll talk about that maybe later, Yeah. but it does feel like it's coming and everything that you've said you've seen from it or heard mm. sounds pretty promising. Um, and so I think that's going to do pretty well. Um, like a dragon, this, that's the, is that the sequel to the last? Yeah. That's a sequel, right? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. That'll probably do well. Um, they usually do pretty good. Uh, the Yakuza games, uh, tell us principle right? two. It has to Sorry. come out, which is the biggest risk. Uh, I guess so. Yeah. But, um, tell us principle two will probably do well. Uh, I don't know what this blasphemous 2 is oh uh, yeah the first one was like a very good uh metroidvania and a mm. bit of a cult classic so yeah yeah we'll see we'll see cool. again um and then and then cricket 24 is a, seems like a six or seven i told you my plan but uh <laughs> i may be fucked on that fucked plan it. so <laughs> Did they maybe fucked up with that year? one. Uh, or this year? <laughs> hey. Did they put a... When was the last cricket game? Yeah, there's Cricket 23. It, I feel like I remember that being okay, though. Yeah, I think it was, right? So I, I might... I vaguely recall, like, Alex Walker doing a review for Kotaku or something. And I might get away year. with some shit. Was that Cricket 22? That's a six. No. Hopefully it's not that. Jesus. No, Cricket 23. Nothing. It's reviewed pretty well on Steam. Right, that's not Steam though. That's that's the thing. Like Steam reviews are, are different because they're yeah, like over time. <laughs> Whereas yeah. yeah, maybe this game's good after two years. And I think um, yeah, that's that's the thing, right? They finally get it to a place where it's good. 
mm. as opposed to good on release. Uh, and yeah, so yeah, cricket twenty twos was six and sevens. Yep. Like. So I uh, I might be fucked on that one. Uh, I may have fucked up, but that's okay. Uh, it's all all fun. And uh, final team is Klebe Games uh, for Klebomedy. And uh, he picked Armored Core 6, Fires of the Rubicon as his first draft picked. Picked up Assassin's Creed Mirage next. Um, and then uh, I believe his, his third draft picked was not a yearly installment game because he was last to get one. He just he just left it left. To, to bid on and pick up for $0. And so he drafted Shadow Gambit, the Cursed Crew. Uh, which is that turn-based tactical game. Okay. Uh, I think he really, really liked the demo, so I think he's okay. he's banking it on that. He bid on and picked up Rugby 24 and Stray Gods, the role-playing musical, which I think is probably a smart one. And he counterpicked against Cricket 24, which is looking increasingly... Uh, smarter by the fu- fucking minute, but anyway, uh, thoughts on the what do you think? I, yeah, he, I think he's got some ones in here that are like I'm not too sure about just because I just don't know. Um, Shadow Gambit could go anywhere, I have no idea. Um, I think Straight Gods is a smart pick. Assassin's Creed is, I think, like Assassin's Creed has done generally well considering like, the last couple of releases. So we'll have to wait and see. This is like an unproven team. That's the problem. Yeah. Um, with, with Mirage. And they're also going back to uh, uh, like a, a style of game that's very different to those other games. So it could backfire on them. Armored Core. I don't know about this one. I I know people are excited because they're like it's from software, but also it's Armored Core. Right. Um, it's it's not. I think people are like, oh, it's the Dark Souls people or the, yeah. you know, Bloodborne or Elden Ring, and it's like that's a very different st- type of game. Um, so I don't know about that one. I think I'm the same. I think man. it's going to get lower scores because people are going to be like, critics will be like, oh, this is very different to what this is, and I was sort of expecting something else i think also fans will as well um so yeah. i think that one's going to review lower than what expectations are i could be completely wrong though i maybe it's really good um or they figured something out so i'm hoping it's good i like their stuff yeah i just don't know so yep yeah i uh we've not seen anything from that game yet right like and it's out next month it's just I look right. I, 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 I've I, usually got review code by now. If it was uh, a if it was an Elden if it was a From Software Souls game, uh, yeah, we would have played it a couple of times and ha- we'd have review code already. You know, like alarm yeah. bells are ringing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yep. But the the previous one did score okay. Oh no, sixty five on Metacritic. So but that was a while back, right? Wasn't it was like that more than ten years ago? Ten years ago, yeah, eleven years ago, yeah. So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if the hype from Elden Ring is enough to keep that one going. Yeah, I don't think so. Mm. Yes. 
Uh, but yeah, so those are the those are the teams so far. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought like drafting was fun. Drafting is always fun in in you know the the fantasy leagues. There's always there's usually like some really good bants and people like having arguments and cursing the names of the people who robbed their fucking picks from them and stuff like that. So that was a bit of fun and yeah, uh, just the breaking down of how we think these uh, these games are going to go and working out how the fucking rules work and shit. Mm. I don't know. Yeah. I'll tell you uh, at the moment, uh, Johnny Bravo, who drafted first, is predicted yep. uh, currently, according to the projected points, he's, yep. he's coming last. They think he's going to do the worst by a significant portion. And yeah, I think he's got he's in trouble. Other than Baldur's Gate, like, yeah, he's in trouble. <laughs> uh, yeah, like, I, I I don't know. Like, I think the game might be underrating party animals a little bit, but also, uh, I've got concerns about that game a bit. <laughs> it's taken so long for it to get here. It shouldn't have taken that long. Yeah, I think Baldur's Gate is going to be like one of the sleeper games for this year for for reviews. If it's doing what people are, like what they're talking about, it's going to do. Yeah, um, and, and that game is reviews are already out, right? What's because it's been in early access out? for ages. So yeah, but they've already sent out reviews. When is it out? Oh, they've pushed it forward, right? Uh, yeah, they moved it forward to get out of the way August, of Starfield. Though, I think it's like yeah. end of August. Start of August. It's in two Start weeks, August. man. Yeah. Oh, it's in two weeks. All right. Yeah. yeah. Um. So we'll know soon about that one. But yeah. Yeah, I think he's gonna. I think, I think he's gonna eat real good on Baldur's Gate, and <laughs> yeah. Helldivers Two might go okay, and the other three picks, I mm. think, uh, could go well. I think Sonic Superstar is gonna be fucking dog shit, but, yeah. uh. The other two picks, I think, could go either way on him. But we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Uh, LJM. Who do you think is going to win? Oh, me. Me, oh, okay. obviously. All right. No, if I think- uh, If you couldn't pick you. If I couldn't pick me, yeah. uh, I think Jack has a really good shot. Uh, okay. Spider-Man 2 is a lock. Uh yeah, I think, I don't know, Lords of the Fall is probably the weakest one on his roster. Yeah. Uh, like you were saying, Heath has a really fucking strong team. I think Heath's is solid. Yeah. Uh, I, just, I just have questions about whether Counter-Strike 2 actually, like, the, the required knowledge for someone to review Counter-Strike 2. Could you imagine someone coming in and reviewing Counter-Strike 2 and giving it a shit score? Oh my god! They'll get they fucking would get murdered. <laughs> like <laughs> fucking hell! Being like, you know what? This game's actually pretty bad. I I've Shut played Valorant, <laughs> and where are my abilities? Yeah, why How can't I-, I shoot blue shit out of my arms <laughs> and blocks the sign? <laughs> Shut up! Uh, two out of ten. I don't like playing as a terrorist. Uh like I can see when I look at the sc- like in my head the Metacritic scores, I- I'm seeing like Starfields are ninety to ninety five, pay- uh, sure. Forces are ninety to ninety five, and Counter Strikes are ninety to ninety. Like he's got three mm. 
low 90 games like in there probably yeah i think yeah. you're right unless payday 3 really tanks and so does nba which i don't see like nba is going to be a 80 mm, low 80s game no high 70s and unless payday 3 shits the bed uh he's doing pretty good it could just release in a really poor state yeah uh, anyway that's just that's my guess yep uh also starfield could be fucking <laughs> buggy as shit true it could be doubt it but yeah fucking 2k23 still got 79 god damn shouldn't have that's ridiculous yeah anyway um yes i think i'm actually in a bit of trouble but uh oh it's fine it's fine uh so yeah i'll uh cool. i'll i'll update that uh probably at the end of the year because nothing really happens with it until the end of the year yeah well we can repack we'll recap it anyway yep uh that's it maybe liam will slip me a couple 50s and i'll just he'll he'll pick a game that nobody's reviewing and i'll review it and just give him tens nice see do more see it. now the the corruption has gone way further well no i'm not playing the game ah true Ah, then it's not corrupt. <laughs> Easy. Gold. Um, all right. Uh, kittens in Paris. All right. Yeah, games. Um, <laughs> let's talk about some games. Uh, so this was a, uh, a free-to-play game on, on Steam. Um, I was just browsing through a bunch of uh, free-to-play games mm. the other day and came across this one. It was pretty new it's about 60 megabytes on the uh on the store uh, and it's called cats in cats hidden in paris um, and the objective of the game is to find uh 100 cats hiding in a picture uh and it's it's basically like a uh you know a, a where's wally or where's waldo depending on where it, which wrong part of the world you're in sure. um and so the, the picture itself is just like a a, a black and white drawing of uh of paris and the cats are hidden within the environment and you click on them and it highlights them and makes a sound uh and that's it that's the game it's not very long it's probably about you know a couple of minutes you could you could get through it uh there is a um a time trial mode that unlocks afterwards where you can try and beat it in a certain amount of time all right that's pretty much it that's the game you click on cats click on cats you're done i think they've got like there's some dlc that you can actually buy it's a dollar right. um to buy it and it's extra level that sort of thing anyway i just thought i'd mention it uh it's it looks like it's getting some reviews which is interesting it wasn't this high yesterday um it had like positive yeah it had like 50 reviews yesterday um it's up to about 800 and something so i just thought i'd drop a mention it's called cats it hit cats hidden in paris um so yeah you can check that out on steam yeah right okay damn if you want to yeah cool cats hidden in paris free to play uh speaking of uh weird little games mcpixel 3 is on game pass and uh i've had it installed for a little while but uh decided to actually give it a punt and uh, it is essentially, imagine a point-and-click adventure uh, mixed with WarioWare. Uh, so, 
Oh, and and with the with the sensibility of McGruber. Uh, so you're McPixel, and you have to play these weird little mini games uh, and try not to die, uh, and like avoid a bomb or defuse a bomb or send a bomb away with a helicopter or something like that. And uh, yeah. All of that is done literally just with uh, the left click of the mouse. So you've got like, you're you're basically pixel hunting. And uh, I don't know. I sort of thought maybe the WarioWare gimmick, because every single time you do it, it's it's radically different. So uh, the first time you're on this, let's say you're on this fucking bomber plane and you got to work out how to avoid being on the plane when it crashes into the desert island. And so uh, you click on the pilot who's dead and your guy just sort of kicks him and then he smacks his face into the controls and the plane crashes and you die. And then it moves on to the next game and the next game is you're in a helicopter and uh, you look at like what you can interact with and... You can interact with the the skids at the bottom of the helicopter and so you click on them and he takes them off and straps them to his feet and he skis down a building and dies at the end. And then it's on to the next game and you're looking at... Uh, it's like a weird old school ASCII rogue style like adventure. And you move through it and you gotta you click on the key and you get the sword and then you kill the dragon and then you kill the sheep and the sheep poops a bomb and you explode and you die. And you move on to the next one. And then after five of these loops and you gotta go again and you're back on the bomber plane and instead of clicking do it clicking the same thing you did last time, you go and click on something else and this time you like, I don't know, you click on moving to the back of the plane. You move to the back of the plane and there's a guy there and there's a parachute and you pick up the parachute and he throws the parachute out, out the door. Like you throw the parachute out the door and then the plane crashes and you die. And eventually you work out that you need to go outside and you need to throw a shovel out the door. You need to throw the parachute out the door. You need to throw a guy out the door and then you need to jump out the door. And then you jump out the door and you throw the guy at another guy and then you put the parachute on and you float safely down and then you dig uh, with the shovel uh, to escape to India. And it's all these like, weird non sequitur sort of puzzles um, linked with this very tenuous theme. And it's kind of amusing, um, but also I don't like pixel hunting on a fundamental level. I do not like pixel hunting and I don't really like, like it's, it's amusing to me as a gag, but this game is constructed around the obtuse 
sort of old school adventure logic uh, of like the old like weird shit. Yeah, like weird shit works with weird shit. Yeah, like fucking. I never played the fucking Monkey Island games, but the one where you gotta, I don't know, grab something for the parrot, and then the parrot does something. Yeah, like. Or you need like there's a, uh, I think there's a, a famous one where like um, you have to use a monkey as a wrench to right. undo, like the uh, uh, water pipe. <laughs> like yeah, like exactly. That. But like this is these don't even appear to have like a tenuous uh, wordplay link. It's sort of just mm. trial and error to me, and so I, I just I like I played it for a bit. And I was kind of like, yeah, there was some funny bits. And then I'm just like, nah, it's, it's not that it's bad. It's just that the joke that it's doing is just the same sort of joke the whole time. And so eventually it's no longer unexpected. It's just sort of tedious. Yeah. Anyway, it is on Game Pass. So you can check it out for yourself. If you do enjoy those kinds of puzzles, Luke, you enjoy them don't you i think yeah i think you get something out of this give it a fucking punt it's fucking 60 fucking meg or some shit it's tiny uh yeah kind also of 15 amusing. bucks bit of a chuckle it's on game pass oh oh yeah that's right game pass yeah remember game pass anyway so yeah there you go book pixel three nice um all right next up we got some PUBG. PUBG. Why is this the on the list, Luke? Why is this on the list? Played some PUBG on the weekend. On the list, rather. <laughs> Luke played PUBG. Yeah. Incredible I played shit. PUBG and gave you guys one of the biggest streaks you've ever been on in your life. Ridiculous. <laughs> Basically got us flagged for fucking... For cheating again. Immediate cheating. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was ludicrous um what was the streak in the end i think it was like five or six yeah five maybe maybe more we, we definitely won more games but yeah, it was like right. five or six in a row ah true yeah yeah so uh yeah we're playing who was it you me drew and clebby yep and uh yeah ridiculous uh we just we just couldn't fucking lose i think we won on every single map in the fucking like on the rotation i've got it yeah erangel karakin miramar vikendi and sandhawk and we won on all of them uh it was bananas um yeah i don't know i don't even know how to fucking explain it because it was just crazy shit hmm uh but yeah and then we kept playing uh longer a bit longer um heath joined in and uh yeah he was playing alongside us there was that one map on miramar um where he was playing and we rolled up on the compound (laughs) that he Mm. was hiding in uh and he just stayed hiding because he we, he was well, he playing solo in squads yeah he took one shot and immediately regretted it and so we fucking hunted for him for ages but he, he was hiding he was hiding well 
He's very good at hiding. And uh, yeah, he just managed to, to hide uh, mm. until he was like the we last person We were like dead left. set in the middle of the circle. Yeah. We and got- we're like stopping all the other teams from getting in. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he it- just stood, sat there and He did just nothing. sat there and, and let it happen. Um, and yeah, uh, eventually we'd killed everyone except for him. And we knew it was him because- yeah, we like, where's this guy gone? Like, we didn't know it was him when we'd arrived at the compound, but by the time we got to, like, five people left in the fucking game, uh, we knew it was Heath because we hadn't seen... I'd been watching the fucking kill feed. Uh, And then, yeah. Like, we had... Me and Kleb had literally sent drones, like, through all of the fucking buildings. I do not know how we fucking missed him. Uh, But, yeah, anyway... He comes fucking riding out on his fucking, on his bicycle. He's got a bicycle and a fucking sawn off shotgun. And he comes riding out to come do us. And three of us had our pans out. Three mm. of us. You, me, and Clebby had our, our frying pans out to pan him to death. But uh, Drew decided he didn't want to get shotgunned to death. So he shot, <laughs> he shot poor Heath and yeah. robbed him. But uh, that was that was an epic, fucking effort to stay alive as long as he did. Um, yeah, and then I think Heath and I nearly, because uh, later on I split off and teamed up with Heath, and you guys were still playing, and uh, Heath and I nearly fucking managed the the cheeky victory uh, on Vikendi, and you guys have been wiped a little. Uh, a little bit earlier, but we just fucking couldn't get the last fucking kills because I think we were grossly outnumbered. We were two versus four, I think. Uh, but yeah. Uh, and we only had one situation where we directly matched off against each other. That was my last game, I think, yeah. uh, on Erringal. I think it was all our last games, but on Erringal... And, yeah. uh, yeah, we ran into each other and we were a three stack at that point. We had Jai in our team. Um, but yeah, we went and, uh, aggressively took the center of the circle. Jai went off somewhere else, uh, to do something else. So we were a two stack again mm-hmm. and, uh, he got himself killed and then, you guys rushed us. Poor Heath. You guys just weren't missing your fucking headshots on him. He was livid. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Clebby would like down him like three times and he had to replace his fucking helmet over and over again. It was ridiculous. Um, but yeah. So yeah, you guys swept through our building. If I'd hidden in this bathroom I think I could have gotten away with some shit but I didn't hide so yeah oh well anyway so you guys wiped us and that was it but Mm. it was fun it was a lot of fun yeah was that the um was that the one where oh man what happens what was the one where we're in um Vikendi yeah was were you in that game where we I think you outlived us though, because we we bailed. Yeah. 
because we we landed in the village with the same one as you guys yeah on the other side and we looped around and uh someone started a fight with somebody in the uh in one of the buildings but i'd thrown a molotov just as like somebody had been knocked <laughs> like and, and so like the building was on fire and all this sort of stuff anyway so like i bailed out of that building yep. and did like a massive loop all the way around like mm. huge basically left the entire village um ran like right around and then sat out the back and was watching you guys run backwards and forwards, like backwards and forwards with my sniper rifle. Yeah. And then at one point, like, I'm like, should I just shoot him? And so I fire a shot, like, and it goes right next to, I think it was Heath. It was in green. It was Heath. Or yeah. something. Yeah. And he fucking shits himself and then runs inside the building. And we're just like waiting there for the, um, for the circle to come and Heath like runs back out of this building. And I've still got like my mark. I don't think he knows where I am at this point. And he's trying to get onto a, like a bike or something. And I fire another shot next to him. And he shits himself a second time and runs back like inside. And I'm like, let's go, let's go. And so we jump in the car and we just left at that yeah. point. Um, and then we're like, oh, let's just, uh, they'll be on a bike. We'll sit at the top of this hill and, and they'll come in eventually. And then we got an engagement with like two other teams at this hill. Oh, we got saved. I think that's the one where you guys came like- Second. Uh, second or third or something. Yeah, we yeah. came second and it was very close. We were just shy of like, I think one or two shots shy of, of the chicken dinner. Uh, but yeah, that one from our perspective, I had you guys droned out for fucking ages. Like basically as soon as- I did have you droned out though. You no know way, because Heath was running around out yeah, the back Heath not just knowing wasn't where listening. Was. <laughs> I had you pinged out and he kept like running back and forth. Oh my god, it was uh it was pretty crazy. Cause he was he thought I'm pretty sure he thought you could didn't have an angle on him. And then I know, I was watching we were trying to organize time. these bikes so we could get the fuck out. Uh and we we're having a bit of communications difficulties. Uh, as well, because we <laughs> like were, the uh, multi-millionaire uh, that's just got a microphone made out of tin foil. What? It's a callback to the oh, the fucking Vampire Survivors guy. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> yeah. What the fuck? Uh, but yeah, so uh, we're having some communications issues as well because we were trying to like. It turned out we we'd spent about a minute in the blue longer than we had to because Heath was looking for a bike for me, but I already had a bike. Uh, and I just don't, so yeah, we were having comms issues, but fucking, I had you guys fucking droned out. Basically the moment we landed, uh, I got a shotgun and I'm like, oh, well, fuck this. I'm droning. Cause like, if you guys come in my room, I didn't even have a helmet or a vest. I'm like, if they come in the room, I'm fucking shotgunning. I'm not giving them shit. Uh, so I droned out and I just had that thing sitting there watching the entire fucking time. So we knew exactly where you guys were. At basically all all times uh and we were just trying to work out how we could disengage uh, um and then i lost you for like fucking 40 seconds like because we were oh because i think heath got dropped right and that's when you no. dis yeah heath got knocked no i i didn't i didn't knock him i was just no was someone just knocked him around. That might have been like really early on in the fight. And like you guys threw a, a molly, right? Yeah, that was like before I moved. I, I was like, that was me. 
Right. Well, that was ages, ages ago. Well, I lost you for 40 seconds uh, at that point and 40, 40 seconds to a minute and then uh, I had to go find you again. Uh, but like I had to get Heath back up as well. Uh, and then the whole tone of it changed as well when you threw the molly because we're like, oh, are they flushing? Are they trying to flush? All right, all right, all right. I'd thrown the molly before I that had happened. I was just like pinging them at windows. But uh, yeah. Um, so anyway. yeah. It was, uh, it was a wildly different tone on our side. But yeah, we fucking managed to get on our bikes and we're riding up and we had a guess at where you guys were. And uh, we managed to get into the circle, and we were—it was chunking by the time we got in. But um, then I think you guys started shooting at us. Someone started shooting at us, and like two seconds after they started shooting at us, they started getting shot at. And we're like, oh my god, we just got fucking saved. And so we jump on these fucking bikes and get the fuck. We just fucking got the fuck across the, like, literally the direct opposite side of the fucking circle um, on the bicycles under fire the entire time. Uh, but we managed to do it and killed mm. some dudes on the crate. And then, yeah, just narrowly. They, they were the dudes the that had killed us because we were watching, we were, we were stuck on them. And right. then you guys like come over the fucking hill <laughs> and we're like, oh, it's Heath and Job. Yeah. Yep. And so then we could watch you. Gold. Gold. Anyway. Yeah. Good times. Good um, times. Uh, how, is that like the first time you won a game in, in like a year and a half? How, how long? Fuck off, mate. I win loads <laughs> of games. Sometimes. Occasionally. <laughs> it was my first win in fucking a while. Just looking. Yeah, fuck. Yeah, it was like my first win in a week. God right. damn. Oh, good times. It was my first win in four months when I lost one. <laughs> You're definitely getting banned. <laughs> How have you not yet been banned? Yeah. That's All right. Crazy. Um. Let's keep going here. We got a couple more games. Uh, oh, Marvel's Midnight Suns. You've put this on the list. Yes, I did put this on the list. Uh, I have been playing Marvel's Midnight Suns. It was on the. It was in the Steam sale, and I picked it up on the cheap. And uh, yeah, I've been enjoying it. Um, playing it with my wife, just playing it mm -hmm. on the uh, on the couch, like using Steam Link, and uh, yeah. It's it's good. Like, let like, me guess how this works. Tell me. <laughs> You're playing the card game. Yeah. She's she's playing the uh, everything else. Essentially. <laughs> Anytime yes. someone talks, give yep. me your answer. Yeah, that's exactly that's exactly <laughs> it. And I walk her through. Like we discuss what we're gonna do, but. So ah. <laughs> look, Iron Man's having his pool party later, and Wolverine is pissed. What, what do you what do you want to do? I mean, more when we're in the combat, we discuss what oh. we're going to do. Uh, but I, I'm basically just telling her what we're going to do. Um, it seems a bit easy at the moment. Uh, I've unlocked the next two difficulties up, and right. uh, yeah, that's that's how many cool. hours in are you? Uh, three. 
yeah okay it does yeah it does like kick into gear especially when like later on the some of the missions are a bit more time-based or like right. you've got multiple objectives that are going at once yeah um yeah definitely like there there are yeah there are harder missions that pop up right uh, on the on the uh the the board or the the hologram thing yeah most most of the um campaign stuff is like that's not a thing that's supposed to gatekeep gatekeep right. people out it's the other stuff that's generally a bit harder so yeah right. um anyway do, do you want to explain what the game is maybe for oh sure okay so if you've never played marvel midnight suns or you missed when luke talked about it on and on and on over and over again uh last yeah. year it's a uh, half uh tactical card game and half dating sim essentially uh you're you wake up you're the hunter uh this person who is the child of lilith not from diablo uh different lilith same lilith basically uh who is the big bad and she uh she wants to do big bad things and so you join up with the Midnight Suns, who are a lovable group of misfits. Uh, and slowly but surely, the Avengers join you because she's that. She's an Avengers level threat, I guess. Um, and yeah, you go out on missions trying to stop Lilith from, uh, from destroying the world. And the way yeah. you do that is you've got like three people and you play cards uh like you build a deck based on each hero so each hero has a deck of what is it like eight cards i think yep and then um that deck is then melded with the other two heroes and you draw those cards and that's i don't know fucking basically it you can do attacks you build up heroism you do these heroic attacks and then uh yeah once you've got your uh heroism build up you can do like these super powerful attacks and basically what you're trying to do is manage you know keeping your heroes alive uh while completing whatever objectives you're supposed to be doing um enemy composition is pretty interesting there's like elites and they have health bars so you actually have to do a certain amount of damage but you've also got like regular grunts and they only take they take one damage and so Mm. There's this like sort of system involved where you're trying like, you know, you can only play three cards a turn unless you have cards that cards with change that. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, one of the things that you can do is if you play a card with quick, you get a card play back refunded. Mm-hmm. So you can play more cards that turn. And so- yeah. You're trying to manage... Or if you knock somebody out, it's like, you get a refund. Yeah. Um, Stuff yeah, like that. Mark does that as well. And like, so basically what you're doing is essentially attempting to balance card draw against card use, against the uh, amount of enemies on the field, and then you're trying to do as much damage as possible. And yeah, uh, it's, it's like the tactical game is super good, like super compelling and uh, a lot of fun to play. And it, yeah, really does feel like a, a, a cool little puzzle game. You've got like all these environmental things uh, that you can utilize as well. And they're sometimes 
like the key to victory uh, and like the absolute easiest way to to do things. I did the I did like the old god challenge to uh, uh, like get the open spell uh, where you got to fight a bunch of dogs, whatever the right. fuck was going on there. And I, I killed them all in one fucking, like in, in the first turn, I killed mm. all of them because I was able to chain together so many environmental attacks uh, that, yeah, managed to kill them all one turn. It was fucking sick. Um, so that system's great. I love that aspect of it. And then when you're not doing uh, like hero, superhero shit, you yeah. go back to the Abbey and you do you talk to people stupid dating some shit yeah um, i mean it's not dating it's it's relationship building and you're not banging fucking you're not banging them avengers you're not banging um, them but it matters you know, well you're throwing birthday shit. parties you're, for them and yeah. people Watching are getting movies. into fights in the birthday parties and yeah uh, pool parties and watching movies and going for walks and all that sort of stuff and i'm just like skip Skip. I do not because even the dialogue is not very good. It's They're not. all like dude broy and yeah, and they like people. Yeah, they make like clunky references for no reason other than mm. to make a reference. And so I'm just like, that wasn't great. But the yep. gameplay part is awesome. It's so good. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean. Uh, Again, like the biggest problem with that game, and I said this when it came out, was the timing. They put it out at such a bad time. Yeah. It shouldn't, it should have been that original launch window, which was uh, March, April. And instead it got delayed and then they just didn't push it back anymore and it got dropped into November, the November period. I think that hurt it just so much because it didn't get the, uh, you know, the eyeballs that it needed to. And, and that meant yeah. that like... Um, Jake Solomon had to leave the studio. Like yeah. he was clearly forced out and a bunch of the other executives there and all that sort of stuff, which sucks because I think it's a really good game. Yeah. Well, sorry, the the the, uh, the combat is like, it's it's a lot of fun. Like yeah. the game that I always see in my list, I'm like, oh, maybe I should just play that. Yeah. Um, and knock out a couple of missions. And, and you talking about it has got me back on because I've been looking this week for like some games to play while I'm sitting here watching you know, stuff on YouTube or whatever, mm. listening to podcasts and maybe that'll be the, the thing I go back to. So, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I kind of want to like stop playing it with my wife and just like play the... I think it's a really long game. I've heard it's like 40 something, 50 hours. Yeah, right. Um, but at the same time, I'm enjoying playing it with my wife. So I don't want to like stop that, you know? Anyway. Anyway, I just like, I really like the gameplay part and I do not like the other part. So, yeah. Yeah, it's it reminds me a lot of uh, Neon White because that was sort of the same thing. You had that relationship management, dating some shit. Yeah. And then some of the best fucking combat, uh, like speedrunning combat that I've seen in fucking forever. But yeah, anyway. Mm. I, it says uh, here... Um, Forty hours for the main story. Yeah, right. Uh, Sixty for sides and main. Yeah, right. So yeah, quite lengthy. Uh, it's on special until the first of August. So, did you get the Deadpool DLC? I got the Legendary Edition, which oh cool, yeah, so that's all DLC. Everything. Yeah, uh, 
but yeah, highly recommend. Even just the basic version. Uh, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, no, I, I agree. When I was talking about it last year, I said that I think it was a really good game. Um, yeah. It was just the, the stuff around it was not oh. for me. Yeah, for sure. Cool. All right, that's Marvel's Midnight Suns. Uh, you can play that now. Uh, made by Fraxis, Tina did XCOM mm. uh, and XCOM 2. Okay, we got one more game on the list here. The Crew Motorfest. Uh, I had a chance to do a preview for this. Um yeah, got about three, three and a half hours of hands-on. Um, I think we've both played the past two games. Uh, yeah. At least I know we we went to previews for that sort of thing. Um, yeah, in preview. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so this one is the the third game in the uh, Moto, oh, sorry, the Crew uh, franchise IP uh, series, whatever you call it. It's a racing game. Uh, the thing that the last couple of games did was a focus on. Um, driving cars but also being able to transform into a uh, a boat or a plane on the fly um as well as compete in other races surrounding those vehicles uh and you would be making your way across the united states of america um and the map itself was largely uh major locations or major featured cities that you would be roaming around and completing races in uh, and the thing that people were doing back in the day was like, hey, we can drive from New York to San Francisco. Uh, and how long would that take? And it was something like 40, 50 minutes to, to do that on the map. Um, and so that was a, a thing the crew was doing. Uh, the crew Motorfest is changing things quite a bit. Um, I guess the biggest departure is that it's no longer set in the main continent of the United States. It's now going to be set in the island of Oahu in Hawaii. Uh, Fucking Test Drive Unlimited. <laughs> and the, uh, it's it's much more of a, um, like a focused map now because it is, it is just that one location. Um, I, I don't know the specifics on, of, of how it compares into size in relation yep. to that other map. I'm going to suggest that it's smaller. I think it's probably smaller. Right. Um, just from what I've seen so far and raced around in, but it does look like they're reevaluating how they're doing this series and uh, making some changes. Because in those other games, you would like you'd drive through certain areas, you'd have these major hubs, uh, and then other parts would be like, "There's not really a lot going on here. It's kind of just like a major road, and it takes you to the next area, and and you know, there's a bit of diversion every once in a while. But for the most part, it's it's not really like a giant laid out map of the U.S. where there's millions of roads um so yeah this is much more like the island of hawaii o- oahu and uh major parts in that location have you ever been to hawaii no oh, no okay so that that island has i guess it's the most um i don't know the the island that's that's known most for like its visitors and, and tourists and that sort of thing where some of the others um a little bit less I guess there's there there are some that are, but you know, Oahu's like the the main one where you know Jurassic Park was filmed, and there's a giant like Waikiki uh, is there, which is kind of like the the Gold Coast. It's you know right. strip malls and strip malls, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, shopping and and all that sort of stuff, outlets and um, beachfront and restaurants and the main bars and all that sort of thing. It's main strip, um, right? And so uh, this game is set on that island. 
Um, the other thing that seems to be a little bit different is it's a lot more focus on the cars and the vehicles um, as opposed to flying and uh, boats. Uh, boats maybe even less so. <laughs> I guess you are on an island, so yeah. there is a lot of boat boating you can do on the outskirts, but uh, for the most part, the things that we were doing in this was driving them cars and completing uh, a bunch of races and playlists and all that sort of stuff. Um, and so they kind of chucked us in, let us uh, pick a, a, a car that we wanted to go with um, and then roam around in the free world and uh, complete a bunch of races. They also gave us a bunch of money to play with. Uh, it was like 10 million credits, uh, crew credits. And we were able to then go into the uh, very extensive... A car library or vehicle library um, and pick up a series of different vehicles that we wanted so I, I pretty much like uh, got myself a new plane off the bat um, and then uh, bought a bunch of fancy cars that I probably shouldn't have been driving in oh, yeah. uh, went looking for the most expensive stuff and spent all my money on that uh, yeah Sorry. and then just roamed around uh the island and did a bunch of races so there are like themed races you can go into um some of them require specific cars that you'll need to have uh, unlocked because they're only um tiered for that specific genre so there's stuff like uh, uh like a japan themed playlist so you jump in there and it's like you know skylines and uh supers and and that sort of like classic um tokyo drift like cars that sure. you remember back then uh like that era and then there's the muscle cars and the uh the one that i found which was really interesting and fun um because they've all got like these unique twists on them was the electric um playlist cool and this was super fascinating because the 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 way that the race was done was really different as well they had these um these areas of the track where you would be able to refill your uh i had my notes i don't know where the fuck i put them um basically like cars that had boost but it wasn't a, a nitro boost it was like an electric boost and so you could refill this um by driving over specific parts of the track and they were decked out in like neon purple lights but while that is happening it's like it's it's dark it's at nighttime, and there's also a thunderstorm happening so it's like going for this whole like electricity um right. sort of vibe with it and uh you've got these these giant like bright um uh artworks that are in the background that are lit up and so yeah this was uh something that i thought was a little bit different to a bunch of the other races that i done like they tried to do a, like a theme around it and have it feel a little bit different to what the other ones were doing so i had a lot of fun with that um it probably also helped that i, I had a, a ridiculous um electric car to drive around in with oh, as well and uh, uh i don't i don't even know if i can say it because i think oh. they sent through a car they were like you can't talk about this one and i think that was oh, the car I was come on let me just check quickly uh um where is this embargo i can't find it oh here it is no i've lost it all right Anyway, it was a very fancy electric car um, that I was driving around in and I, I had a, a lot of fun with it. And so, yeah, anyway, um, so I found that pretty compelling to do. Um, 
and then I jumped in and, and I did most of the other tracks all the other playlists that had to offer the ones that I talked about so the Japan playlist I picked up a um, an R34 a Skyline on that one um, and then the muscle cars was like a uh, I think it was just like a Chevy or something something basic um, and then there was a uh, some Formula 1 cars that you could jump into so I was driving around in a Formula 1 car at one point and uh causing all sorts of havoc in that and the races themselves like were um they were challenging like they weren't they weren't like the type of thing where oh there's clearly like it's letting me win these like i actually had to pay a bit of attention to some of the races which i felt was pretty pretty good uh and then other ones i'd jump in there and i was clearly underqualified for whatever the requirement was and i would just get absolutely stomped by some of these cars and so um the idea is to then go in and start tweaking and modifying the uh, the car that you're driving in. And so much like the other games in the crew, you can um, you can get upgrades. Uh, and these upgrades drop at the end of uh, missions and uh, races. So you'll get like, hey, you've got a set of purple brakes now. And it's all tiered-based loot, car loot. Uh, so you can upgrade all of that sort of stuff and your engine and your brakes and your exhaust and tires and all that sort of stuff um, from your stock standard car that you've been given. And then you can take those cars and go in and hopefully uh, destroy all the other cars that are in there and have um, have a bit of fun. And so that was pretty cool. Um, they have like a, a multiplayer-based um, almost like event systems that are in the game. And these events are tied into... Um, like certain times and so the one that we were doing when i was there was like oh this event will end in uh hour and a half and so you jump in you can you complete whatever they're like oh you need a specific car to jump into this event maybe it was t- tailored towards um uh, a specific brand of car you could jump in uh try and do those events and there's like leaderboard systems and um, other people are trying to do those at the same time as you and it gives you like rankings like oh you've placed fourth out of all these other, other people to try and do it and so you complete them you get rewards and then while that's happening there's like a series of other events that are also going on or like coming up that'll tell you there'll be like countdowns and clocks saying like hey this thing's coming up at this point um that you can jump in and do and so uh i guess building like a sense of community around um these timed events and trying to get people to jump in and do certain activities while they're happening a bit more of an online multiplayer component so uh that was kind of interesting and something different i don't think they've done in the past um but yeah i don't know like i i had fun with it i think the biggest sort of takeaway that i had was that like it definitely seems like they're going more towards like it being a car game um while you can still have uh sorry not a car game a vehicle game because right you know there's bikes and uh all the other stuff that you can drive um there was a i think you'll have fun with this one there was an ice cream van um like (laughs) custom made like somebody had made a custom made ice cream van hell yeah it was in the but but you could also like deck it out and change the decals on it and things (laughs) so you could actually make it say something different if you want look out maybe get banned from another fucking marketplace yeah uh and so you can go in and customize and add a bunch of different stuff on those cars and it seems like you can uh share a bunch of that as well um but 
yeah as i said as i was gonna say is that i feel like the focus is more towards the the cars and that you can definitely jump into a plane and there are things you can do out in the world and um you know specific challenges and that sort of stuff but uh it doesn't seem like the main focus is is that sort of thing it's really neat when you're like hey i need to get this uh race on it's on the other side of the island and maybe i haven't unlocked the fast travel there yet cool i'm gonna jump in my plane and literally take off um because it's quite you know it's not exactly 100 percent seamless but it's pretty quick in terms of transitioning from a car to a plane it's there's no momentum shift at all it feels like it's too jarring like it's pretty smooth i think they've gotten to a point now where this is the third game they've done that in and it, it you know it works well and so yeah. you're driving a car you hit the button and you're third, in it's like the it fourth right off. what about driver sanfran do they make driver didn't they i don't know they use the could same tech a- that's that's what the, that's the tech they use for the crew the first one you could be a plane in that one no it couldn't be a plane but you were you were the disembodied body like flying from car oh, to jumping car, through you know, cars like, yeah 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 um and so yeah you can basically and, and what i was doing was like i'd be in my plane and then just ch- you, change from your car <laughs> change yeah. from your plane to car and just watch the thing just drop and it seemed to be something everyone was having a lot of fun with um cool. or even just change it to like a, a boat and just sink like splat into the, the ground nice. i tried to jump into the the plane and see how high i could go up in the sky um and you can go quite high oh, yeah. it was like five k's in the sky before it was like all right you should probably oh, yeah. think about not doing this because there's nothing up here yeah. uh so then I just nosedive back to the ground. Sweet. Yep. Uh, and then got quite high up and then just changed changed into my car. Nice. <laughs> and just started driving. So that stuff's fun. Like it's it's not trying to be realistic. Uh, yeah. It's an arcade racing game. Yeah. Um, it, feels, it feels fun. Uh, like I said, I think that they're going in the right direction in terms of trying to lean into having some of these playlists be a little bit gimmicky and have weird twists on them um one of the standard uh playlists that i i jumped into had like obstacles on the course that you had to sort of avoid they wouldn't necessarily like oh you've hit this thing you know whatever it was more or less trying to guide you in in one side of the road when it was a straight um when it was a straight line and so you know it's not like you're going around the corner and oh fuck there's something on the road i've I've hit this thing and i'm screwed it was more like hey there's a straight here you should veer onto this side of the road and if you hit these things it'll slow you down a little bit um so trying to to get people to just play around with it a little bit more um yeah i don't know i like i had fun with it i yeah. i don't know you know i i think at this point arcade racing games are in a weird spot it seems like they're just getting dominated by everything that forza has has done in the past yeah um but it's it's clearly the the thing that people want to play they they want to play those arcade racing games um gt did fine but it it loses like that audience pretty quickly whereas yeah. forza I, I know for a fact still has a big audience and people still play those games and so um that's probably why ubisoft is still trying to put out a lot of this stuff because they can see there's a market for it yeah um they're just so far behind on on the fourth stuff because that engine is just yeah also amazing and so um yeah but uh, it's super exciting that they're still trying to to do it Mm. um and there's a huge selection of cars there was like in this 
I mean, the game's not too far off, but there was like 500 and something cars, vehicles in this list that we could pick from. Yeah, um, they were more than happy to let us jump in there and just go with it, whatever we want. Like I was literally going through the list being like, oh, okay, this list is still going. I'm only up to like the Bs at this point. Um, and I was the, like going through all the cars. How's the damage on the cars? Yeah, they've got damage. Um, <laughs> it's funny because some of the playlists are like, hey, uh come pick up this car and then you can go start like the actual uh you pick up the car and then you go to the actual races that are around the track you pick which one you go go to and the guy's like hey don't make sure you don't damage it um and then you get there and this car is just like fucked it yeah. do, it'll do like a, a um uh like a little intro video with the car like rolling up or like stylish thing and like the back windows all fucking <laughs> smashed and i'm like i mean like this five hundred thousand dollar car i'm like oh shit um so yes there is damage uh it's not it's not like um war like it's just paint scratches and shit like yeah, that it's right. not like you know you're you're modifying the body or anything so um there is are car manufacturers a bit funny like that no i don't think so that's yeah. like yeah car manufacturers are a bit iffy about that sort of thing mm. um you know they don't want to see their their cars all scratched up and damaged and make no. you know be slower and all that sort of stuff I don't give so a fuck anymore I don't, yeah. I don't care about that excuse anymore. Right. Um, uh, like, yeah. Anyway, uh, it's funny that you've you've got a you've got missions. Uh, were you penalised for showing up with the car damaged or? There were some yeah. that were you get penalised, but it was more like a hey, uh, you won't earn as many credits. That's right. pretty much about it. It's not it's, like you failed the mission because it's yeah it's because. Test Drive Unlimited was set on an Oahu and it was a one-to-one -one recreation of uh, Oahu. So mm. uh, it also had missions where you drove from one place to another and tried not to let it get damaged and uh, races across the entirety of the island. And like, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it sounds, it sounds super funny to me. Because that game was fucking, that was nearly 20 years ago. That was like 15 years ago, the Test Drive Unlimited mm. came out. And yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's weird that they're trying to do it again. Yeah. Right? Like there must be something there. Yeah. I mean, I think it's also like trying to do a, a, an enclosed location rather than just um, the same thing for a third time. I guess they could have done a different continent. Uh, they, you know, Australia's could have done that. Hey, Forts has done, done that one already as well, I guess. Go, yeah, yeah, true. Yeah. Um, I, I did find it. I can't talk about it. It was a Lotus, um, oh, yeah. electric, electric Lotus car. Electric Lotus car. Yeah. I don't uh, have the full name of it, but it was very fancy. Oh, yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um, the Electric. Anyway. Yeah, you you probably fucking hell. This thing looks slick. Which Wasn't one? It, was it a SUV? No, no. no? It, it's a. Oh, as soon as I find it, um, Evija. Yeah, that one. Holy Lotus fuck! Avija. Look at this thing. It looks like Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Uh, it looks like it's expensive. Yes, it does. But it oh, also looks pretty cool. Yeah, and probably fangs. It did, yeah. But it's also one of those <laughs> things where um, 
Uh, I think it was like zero to 100 in like 2.8 seconds. Oh, I think the, damn. Stat, the stat was while you're driving it. They're kind of like giving you um, some of the dialogue is like I can be without of it but other times yeah. they're like you're getting in this car and they're t- teaching you about like car culture and mm. hey this thing does like you know 0 to 102.8 seconds and this was you know manufactured by blah 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 and all this sort of stuff like they're trying to dive into um that sort of stuff with the playlist being centered around uh um uh those specific styles like uh japanese cars and electric vehicles and the muscle cars um so yeah, yeah. right anyway I don't know, man. Like, I feel like if you're a car enthusiast um, that likes car games, I'm definitely not the right person to to listen to about this. Go check out like Luke Riley's preview on IGN oh, yeah. for the the Crew Motorfest. Yeah. He was there. He's the car guy. He's probably the car guy in the games industry. True. Um, yeah. And he's he's got the best knowledge about all this sort of stuff. So I w- I'd recommend um, if you're looking for something um, a bit more. Uh, knowledgeable in terms of a preview go check mm. out his stuff because um, he was like talking about the feel of the the plane and how the plane uh, felt different to the last game and how the camera was in a different spot and oh, okay. he was like changing the cameras around to get it to the old way and all that sort of stuff like, uh, yeah dude dude goes deep he's the um, guy who actually played the crew we yeah. found him we <laughs> found that him. one guy <laughs> yeah nice Anyway, I um like I enjoyed their past games. I had fun with them. Um, you know, they just didn't they just never got anywhere as close as um Forza. So Yeah. Yeah. Some of these tracks seem cool. For whatever reason, I was having like weird flashbacks to another game where some of these tracks felt really familiar and I don't know if it was a Forza game where they'd taken specific places in in Hawaii and met, turned that into a track but I was like this stuff seems like so these locations seem so familiar um, so weird and I don't know what it was so Test but, Drive Unlimited dork Test Drive Unlimited and Test Drive Unlimited 2 they both took place on a one to one satellite mapped version of Oahu I don't know how it couldn't be those games one of those games it's gonna be they were all supercars you drove wherever you wanted it's got to be. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, like, hold on. I'll send you some. Can I screenshot this? Will this work? I don't know. Yeah, this will work for sure. I'm sending you the uh, ice cream truck. Oh, yeah. Just don't fuck it. <laughs> Good like God. Somebody. Look at that. Had. Uh, yeah. These decals on the side. Uh, someone put them on there. Um, right. Nice. Nice. Yeah. All right. Excellent. So you, you'll buy it just to make a, a silly uh, yeah. silly joke. A silly joke. Uh, excellent. Yeah. No, it sounds like fun though. Like I, I like my arcade races uh, and I yeah. like driving around Hawaii. I wish uh, you know what I had a lot of fun with? Solar Crown was out, but what's that? Because uh, it was all um, we were uh, playing on, I guess, their servers. Um, mm. It does have like a multiplayer component or like you can, other cars are driving around, they're like, completing their stuff. And so I was uh, I, I was being a dick and flying into Luke Riley from IGN while he nice. was flying around. Luke on Luke action. <laughs> yeah. There was three. Three Lukes? Yeah, this event. What? Who's the we're other taking Luke? taking over. One of the other Lukes. The new James. Yeah. 
It used to be all James's. Hmm. Alrighty. All right, let's do some news. Let's do some news. Um, rap, let's, let's continue where we uh, left off last week. Mm. Uh, Job still looks like he's going to be buying me some ice cream. Uh, the US court has denied the FTC appeal for Microsoft's uh, merger with Activision Blizzard. So this mm. was um, following their, uh, their win in the court injunction uh, last week. The, um, the, the team appealed that decision and then the day afterwards... Um, the court rejected it so that that's means that it can basically go ahead in the u.s at this point um they have until i think it's tomorrow is the deadline for the merger so we'll probably hear about something overnight in relation to that yep. um uh, and then following that uh <laughs> this is pretty sh- soon afterwards uh playstation and xbox announced that they'd sign an agreement for call of duty to appear on the uh, playstation platform going forward in these foreseeable future i think that one's the next 10 years at least similar to the uh the nintendo signing um and the yeah. steam it was it steam was the other one i think it's steam no steam didn't do it didn't steam sign something i thought they said they didn't need to maybe hmm. i don't know anyway okay yeah, you know you're right i am right yep yep steam isn't interested yeah, fuck you. We got money up the wazoo. We're good. Exactly. What are you yeah. going to do? Not sell on us? Get the fuck out of yeah. here. Uh, any thoughts on this? Any thoughts on the ice cream? What, uh, ice cream's not locked in yet, is it? It's not locked in yet. And according to our Discord, uh, Baz says on your on our Discord that you still owe him a Jesus picture. And I do so, not owe uh, And so I guess in that case... Um, is this what Jesus ice Petri wants? I'll get you ice cream when you get Baz, his Jesus painting. Don't you have it? Uh, I don't think it's the same one. That's my Jesus painting. Okay. <laughs> uh, so, yeah. Uh, at this point, uh, I think I'm safe. I think I'm safe from getting you ice cream okay. on, on multiple levels. Well, I'm currently safe because the deal hasn't actually gone through. And I'm also safe because you have to get that as a fucking Jesus painting. So there we go. Uh, but outside of that, uh, this is this appears to be a fucking lock. Um, like this is happening. They've also negotiated a uh, a pause uh, with the UK CMA Competition and Markets Authority. Uh, they're the final holdout. Um, so what could happen very easily is the, uh, the deal could go through, uh, without CMA's tacit approval, Hmm. uh, sorry, uh, specific approval, uh, and they could use this as tacit approval. Uh, yeah. And that, that way they wouldn't need to worry about the UK's competition board. Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I think this is happening 100%, but yeah. Yep. Yeah, it looks like it's going ahead, and we'll probably hear about that, uh, like I said, by the end of this week. It's got to be locked in, so um, probably when we wake up tomorrow. Yeah, at this the day after. Yep. I think it was the 18th in the US, so it would be tomorrow. Um, yeah. 
All right. Uh, we'll, we'll keep people up to date next week once we get some more info. Uh, and I sent you an image of the car that I drove that were like, hey, get yeah. there in one piece. And that's what it looked like. Damn. The, it's definitely dense on that, right? That is banged up. Yeah. You fucked that thing up. Yeah. And the windows, <laughs> yeah. the front windows just like cracked. Oh, yeah. It's gone. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. That's good. Um. All right. The uh, next piece of news is Major Nelson is leaving Xbox after 20 years. Uh, so this is Larry from um, Xbox, who was the what was his role there? What, I don't know. Community programming. So he's a programming director. Yeah, he was basically like the face of the community. Um, underneath, um, you know, you had Phil and then you had Larry, the two guys that were, or Major Nelson, two guys that you'd see a lot of. Um, he, he was very in touch with like the community and had his, um, his shows that he would do. Uh, he's been around for a very, very long time. Um, just wanted to plug that because obviously, yeah, been a face of Xbox for quite a while. Did we meet him once or was it just me? I met I him once. Remember. I think I did, yeah. He was a nice guy. He seemed like a mm. really genuine, nice guy. Like, didn't have any, like, fame about him or anything. Just, yeah. yeah. Just like, enthusiastic about you, games. You're that Halo guy. Yeah, you're the fucking turd. You're on my hit list. <laughs> blap, blap, and he beat the shit out of me. It was fucking, it was crazy. Just kept stomping me. I'm like, wait, Larry, no. He's like, but you, hey, we appreciate what you do. And then he'd stomp me in the teeth. Uh, no, anyway, he seemed like a really nice guy. Uh, yeah. Um, so yeah, good luck to his next whatever endeavor. Yep. Uh, uh next uh, up we got, uh, Cyberpunk 2077 for the first time, uh, is rated very positive on Steam. This is Steam reviews. Yeah. Uh, which is quite the turnaround, isn't it? Uh, mm. not the only game that made such a turnaround, but, um, you know. Uh, certainly a uh, I think it's uh, it's downfall was uh, very widely publicized uh, and rightly so mm -hmm. so this turnaround I think marks positive momentum for the for the game yep yeah yeah I mean that was a game that was uh, obviously very poorly received on certain platforms um especially consoles but also didn't run too great on pc and it had tons of bugs and they've obviously spent quite a lot of time working on that to the point where certain projects were cancelled and um a lot of team members stayed involved in in trying to fix that and get it up to date and i, I i'm uh, i'm looking forward to jumping back in at some point when i get some free time and and revisiting that world um there's I played, no I point play a bit in, of it in going back in before phantom liberty though yeah uh but then you're is, in trouble because be you're gonna free... play that hey but then but then you're gonna play that before phantom liberty like how are they gonna launch that as an update i have no idea but there is there will be a free update yeah alongside phantom liberty that gives it basically yeah. all the shit that it was supposed to launch with they should and do that a phantom month before liberty, that would be good I don't know timeline-wise when Phantom Liberty is supposed to play out, but yeah, I haven't finished the game, so I and I won't be until it it is closer to what I was supposed to be on launch. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Anyway, 
Uh -huh. oh, there you go. This turnaround does have me feeling more positive about my fantasy critic team, but we'll see. We'll see. Yep. Yep. Um, all right. Uh, next up, we got some South by Southwest Sydney news. Uh, this is a, a game. I guess it's an Australian game. Macabre is, yep. is coming. Macabre is or Macabre? Isn't it Macabre? That's the American pronunciation, your, your Yankee dog. Macabre. Oh. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, this, uh, this is brought to... <laughs> Macabre. Um, brought to our attention on our Discord. Uh, it's an Aussie game with Aussie voice acting and Aussie locations. It's a stealth extraction horror game. Um, Johnny Bravo pointed it out. Uh, I've since wishlisted it on Steam and gone one further. I interviewed the team behind it yesterday uh, that story won't be ready for a little while because it was a fucking hour long and I'm still sick. But, um, so it's taking time to transcribe. But, uh, yeah, I mean, we opened the first fucking 15 minutes of the interview was me trying to get them to, uh, say macabre, macabre, macabre as, uh, Australian as possible. And, uh, yeah, it's a really good interview, like explored a bunch of stuff, but, uh, came off the back of, uh, yeah, they're, they're heading to South by Southwest Sydney. They will be appearing there. Um, they talk about the, there will be a demo. You can get your hands on the game there. They're trying to work out how big a slice they have for people there, but it will be, I believe, it seems like it'll be multiplayer uh, there. So, yeah, it's an interesting concept for a game um, that, uh, like, was born out of, you know, lockdown covid uh and yeah i'm excited to see more of it uh so yeah stay tuned for the full interview uh when i finish fucking transcribing it and put it somewhere i'll link it on our discord and obviously i'll shout it out on the podcast mm -hmm. but yeah pretty exciting uh based out of sydney and That's cool. yeah just a small team that looks looks like they're doing like they're really fucking going for it which is cool so, yeah. What I was going to say is that uh, it's at South by Southwest. Um, have you looked at the tickets for this thing? Yes, they're not cheap. Not only that, like, you can't actually go and see what the fuck is going on there. What do you mean? Like, you, you, there's no, like, no schedule of oh, yeah. what's going to be on or who's going to be there. Or it's just, it's very, like, pax like run where it's just like, buy the tickets. You yeah. come and the things will be there. But the tickets are like over a thousand dollars, and at that point, I'm like, yep. you know what? I'm uh, I'm good. <laughs> uh, I because this is the first one, and so it's like on it's our unproven. Discord, uh, Liam LJM was saying that uh, he went in Austin, mm. and if you had uh, South by Southwest tickets, it mm. got you into a bunch of parties and like loads right. of free drinks and shit. So. Uh, is that it does have free drinks it's like that's what he was saying happened in austin yeah uh so i don't know if that's what happens here but mm. uh yeah maybe maybe there is value in the ticket um if you can squeeze the value out of it uh so yeah i, I'm know, not, man, I can drink I'm quite not, a lot hey i can drink quite a lot 
we 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 could probably get our money's worth, Luke. Uh, yeah, we we're pretty good at that. Um, I'm looking want- here. It does say there is one badge. Yeah. Oh no, I mean, th- there's one badge. It's like it gets you to everything. Um, but then there's like, there's like specific badges for like this is the tech one and this is the the music scene and this is the one for the game scene. Mm. Um, and there are like it says games industry meetups, networking events, and parties. But I it doesn't say anything about what it includes. I don't know. Yeah, Thanks. I don't. I don't have a great idea yet. But uh, yeah. yeah, I'm just going based on what LJM said mm. on when he went to the one to the to the proper or the original South by Southwest. Yep. Uh, apparently, yeah, you can get the value out of the ticket. Uh, right. Yeah. So, I don't know. I don't know. Not ready to write it off yet. Maybe we can find a way to find some value, Luke. Uh, mm. But anyway, next up, my voice is going. Uh, next up, we've got um, the last piece of news here. Rainbow Six's gameplay designer joins, Bunge- joins Bungie as a gameplay design director on Marathon. It's Andrew Wiltz. Wits. Andrew Wits. Wits. Worked on Halo Infinite as well, but was uh, one of the the founding designers on Rainbow Six Siege, uh, part of the team that had the 10-year plan and uh, has recently joined Bungie to make Marathon. That's the extraction shooter that had uh, the extremely cool Mm, trailer. trailer. Yeah, that was fucking sick. Uh, Don't know about the game, but the trailer was cool as shit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I just thought that was interesting because the man had plans and uh, long-term plans and they've stuck pretty close to them over the years in Rainbow Six Siege. Haven't deviated too much. They got a lot of fucking, a lot of juice out of that one guy's plans, you know? So, yeah. Yeah. Interesting Uh, addition. Yeah, I guess we'll see. That game's probably still a while off. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> Couple for of years. Sure. All right. Well, there you go. That's the news for this week. Um, do we have any questions? We do not. Is that? We do not. All right. Um, We're anything too early you in want the to week. plug? Uh, it is early, yeah. Uh, what are you working on? You watching, when you're watching the opening game of the World Cup this week, hmm. keep an eye on the crowd for old Jobo. Yeah, what there. are you going to be wearing? Uh, my Sam Kerr jersey, Okay. obviously, and probably a scarf. So I don't fucking get sick again. Oh. Yeah. So I can't do it again. I can't do it again. Just fucking end me. If I get another fucking cold in the next fucking week, just fucking do me. Like <laughs> fucking hell. Put him down. Take me out the back. Yeah. Just fucking get the shotgun. This horse is lame, baby. Like fucking turn him into glue. Uh, what about you, Like, What do you got? Uh, you can go to gamepur.com and check out my preview for the Crew Motorfest. Um, or go Motorhead. check out Luke Riley's preview the at crew IGN. Motorstorm. The Crew. What about the other Luke? Does the other Luke have a preview? Probably. No. Fuck that guy. Fuck that Luke. It's, hey, it's, two's, two's enough. Two Lukes. All right. Two Lukes. You've been around for a long definitely... time. You can't just come um, up here in the last. How long have you been around? Yeah. Get up on my, my my biz. Luke, who you're talking to here. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, excellent. Excellent stuff. Yep. 
That's it. That's Good. the podcast. That's podcast. Uh, you can find us on iTunes, Android, anywhere you get your podcast from under the gap of the GA podcast. If you rate, stop it. If you rate and review the show, it helps other people find us on the internet. Um, yeah. Please do that. It helps a lot. Uh, you can also go to our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. And uh, you can talk about games, movies, TV shows, books, uh, food, all sorts of things on there. And uh, play games as well. Yes. Go check that out. Yep. Um, you might catch uh, we'll a rare be... sighting of Luke playing PUBG. <clears throat> yeah, well, I'll jump in if you see me in there. I'll get you a couple wins. Oh, yeah. Easy. Uh, take you places you've never been before. <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and also um, uh, Diablo is uh, season one start, so probably be spending some time in there. True. This weekend, fucking up my builds. Um, so yeah, jump into that Discord page. Uh, you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com. It's got links to all our, our old episodes, uh, including our social media links that apparently still up um, mm. somehow. And uh, you can also uh, go to our Patreon page. If you want to help support the show, go to patreon.com slash thegapodcast, become a recurring member and get the podcast early if you support the show. Thank you. It'll be real early this week. Thank you so Superstars. much. Well, no, it won't be because... Oh. Uh, the embargo for the crew is, I think, Thursday. Get um, absolutely rinsed. Get rinsed. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. Um, everything's, you got to get the Barbie in, the Oppenheimer and the crew. That's what it's all about. Have oh, you not yeah. heard this? Yeah, right, right. It's the, tri- the triple. Triple the triple. Yeah, of course. Yeah. The Barbenheimer crew. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like a, a music rock band. Um. Mm. Okay, well there you go. That is uh, that's everything for this week. Um, next week we'll have uh, more Diablo, and um, th- there's some games coming out. Pikmin, you're playing that, right? I'm not playing Pikmin. Not playing Pikmin. Uh, P- uh, Exo Primal with dinosaurs. I did grab that. Yep. Uh, it's on Game Pass. I, I do have it. Yeah, I've downloaded it. Um, I'm ready to play it. It's got dinosaurs. It's enough yep. for me. Yep. And then Remnant Two is next week as well. Hell yeah. I'm yeah, excited. It's getting, it's getting there. Things getting busy. Um, so we'll have stuff to talk about. So uh, thank you everyone for listening. Job, hope you're feeling better. Thanks. Uh, enjoy your your women's football. Um, what a weird thing to say. Well, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah, it's just football, mate. It's just football. Right. Your dog. Is it the World Cup or is it something else? It's the World Cup. Okay. So they're playing games here, are they? Yeah. Fair All across Australia. Okay. Australia's cool. playing Ireland. Yep. Uh, enjoy that. And uh, we will see everyone else next week. Uh, and you'll listen to us next week. We won't yeah. see anyone here. I'll we'll no. just see Job. Uh, yes. On the podcast again. That's us. Yeah. Stay safe. Love you. Bye.